0: This SGPN fantasy football preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet a hundred dollars a win bet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgameling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to SportsGaming Podcast.com slash draft kit and the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and 1500 bucks in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our discord sports slash discord. That's sports slash
1: discord. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of circle, Las Vegas. You're listening to that Let it ride.
2: shine
0: box. welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening, Crane Dog.
1: Oh, well, it's uh we're here for the final fantasy, Sean. The final time to talk probably not the final time we'll be yeah. talking fantasy.
0: We might be able to squeeze in one more best ball before Tur- the season kicks Turns up.
1: out. I haven't done all 150 <laughs> best ball drafts. So we'll, we'll do one more.
0: At least. I, it is fun looking over and seeing Ryan wearing a shirt uh, that has uh-huh. a photo of Ryan, 24 I, hours I of live best chat. ball this drafts. Is, I mean, they yeah, showed up, showed off for the uh, good folks. Yeah. Look at that sweet thing. Just sitting on his couch, <laughs> thinking about his next
1: move. Who do I look like more
0: Costner? or i mean big ben big ben come on right i mean you're never going to get away from the big ben hey get
1: what get about it. mark andrews <laughs> active players only uh mark gasol is a sneaky oh. uh
0: is, is actually the sneaky right spanish answer.
1: men i've heard uh, know <laughs> how to close deals Whoa. uh
0: and hey get get a uh, draft day t-shirt get um i mean we have a ton i'm rocking the sweet sgp camo hat all available in the store com. Going to be dropping some discount codes in the Discord as well. And hop in the Discord one to hang out and chat with everyone, all the SGP and contributors, listeners. Two to enter our free roll football contest $5,000 up for grabs in the two nights, say at the win. $1,500 for a college contest. Huge overlay. $500 in our uh, survivor contest and the $250 gift. So many prizes, so Huge. much going on. Massive. Football is here. Boom, boom, Listen boom. to that noise. Listen to that. I'm just so jacked. Football he is here. He could fumble, could fumble, Ryan. But I'm not going to fumble this read because it's for WinBet, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast. All you got to do SportsGamblingPodcast. dot com slash w y n n b e t bet big, win bigger with WinBet. That's right. Got a bunch of fun props already up. Player props, QB totals, win totals for college football. I mean, we got college football tonight. We got college football tomorrow college football saturday sunday monday we got it all and of course next week the national football league is back no more preseason we're talking about regular season super serious games it's all on the line and you can bet it all over at slash winbet and of course bet $100 get a $100 free bet yes, sir. easy peasy Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and president in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, go 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought by Odds Trader. Odds Trader, great place to compare odds from all the major books, get the different sign up codes and promos, get the best deal, and then a ton of game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. They got it all handicapping. And a bet tracker. Really, it is your one-stop shop when it comes to sports gambling. Just go to odds trader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Joining us, he is your uh number one insider when it comes to injuries. Uh, we know him as at SGPN football doc. Of course, Sebastian Fieron. Sebastian, thanks for coming back on the show, man. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. You know, it must be football season. I just looked at the schedule. Five straight days of football, mm, and yes. I'm on with you fine gentlemen. Football must be back. Let's go.
1: Uh, you we were talking before the show, backyard brawl about to kick off here. Uh oh, you're a pick yes. p- pick. I mean, also a, an army man. We got army on deck yeah. this week and with a big one down uh down there, down south on the weird, nasty field of coastal. Uh,
0: It's always, it's always good to talk to a medical professional (laughs) while they're also drinking a beer. Then I know I can I can trust Sebastian's analysis. He's drinking some beers while while dealing wow, out I, so medical analysis He's here. a he <laughs> a,
1: as a doctor, he knows the right way oh, to get on, his body you know? ready exactly. for the backyard brawl. Get his mind right, his his mental's right. <laughs> you yes, got to be sir. a little loose in case something crazy goes down.
2: <laughs> Listen, I was I was in Pittsburgh for uh, 3 years getting my doctorate there and I learned one thing, uh besides the lures. It's beer. That's that's a beer city right there. They were at the most bars per capita on the street yeah. I lived on. All right, so fit's playing tonight. You know, the fiance already told me have a drink home, which is ready. Listen, we're ready to roll here in this
0: household. Let's go. All right, so uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, I mean, we're just gonna hit on some big name guys, kind of whether to draft them, whether uh, whether not to draft them, how it impacts fantasy, and and any sort of advice you have. When it comes to some of these injuries, we're, as we go
1: into the season, we would start. We're going to start with the most severe first, right? So, we, I mean, we have to ask, like Zeke, the eating disability. We don't mean <laughs> the to laugh at it, but it's uh he needs treatment. No, no, it's a disability for Zeke. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. We're not drafting Zeke. So.
0: No, not not an issue. He wasn't there. on the list.
1: I don't mean to throw a curveball.
0: All right, here we go. First one up, J.K. Dobbins. Now, kramer has oh, been oh, super oh. high on J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, so. We need you, your Sean. we need your honest opinion on this. Sorry, doctor. Will he be ready? <laughs> it seems like well, he's not going to be ready week one. When will he be ready? And how, uh, how how efficient will he be once he's ready?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I knew I was going to catch some flack over there in the Kramer gang uh, with <laughs> oh. this take. So you know, I did I did a little extra research on Dobbins here. Uh, so this quote was from today. Uh, coach head coach John Harbaugh. His quickness is kind of back. That mm. was today. Ugh. So I I saw it on a Ravens fan page. They were promoting it like that's something that's good. That's not <laughs> good? Are you kidding me? The amount of hype this man is getting. He's talking about people talking about RB one. This is me RB one. And you're telling me we're a week and a half out and he's kind of back. What is that? That is terrible. I mean, here. So so getting into the analytics of it. Let's see. Uh, so he hasn't done to this point. Um, no eleven on eleven reps. No live game action. Um, he's been back at practice, but he's obviously not taking hits, you know, and the more I think about this, a stud guy, you know, looked good early on, had an ACL injury. It just keeps hitting me. It's the writings on the wall. I just keep thinking of Saquon last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I made the mistake of thinking that, you know, I didn't think he'd be anything crazy like this hype, but I thought he might be pretty decent, but it's just, I mean, you know, the, I think it's got Saquon written all over on the wall, as far as the regression there. I, I really um, you know, i looking at is going around the fifth round. That if you're getting them around there, I I'm not going to hate you as much. But with all these people talking about him putting up RB one numbers and things like that, I I don't I don't think that's so happening. Just G- for research.
1: Go ahead.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, again, it's just refreshing to hear a doctor talk ADP.
2: I might. Um, yeah. I might not.
1: <laughs> I I mean, let's just assume I don't have greater than 25% shares of of JK Dobbins.
2: Uh-huh. Well, let me, let me just say this real quick. Cause I got a couple, some guys we're going to be talking about, uh, we'll have the ACL tear. So with the ACL tears, you know, um, when we talk about running backs and wide receivers, those are the two positions that have the hardest time getting back to it. So, you know, and not Dobbins obviously dealing with that ACL and he also had uh, ligament or damage to his LCO, another ligament in the knee. So, you know, the research, the writing on the wall, it's just not looking good. I don't think he's going to have a terrible year, but just with the way people are projecting him, I am not on that train. Sorry, Kramer.
1: I don't like the writing on the wall, Sean. I appreciate his.
0: That. I appreciate his candor and his. Uh, oh,
1: of course you do.
0: Bedside uh, man. Of course as well. you do. You
1: spell. Uh, you
0: spell team <laughs> with three eyes. Uh, next up, you mentioned you mentioned ACL tear. You mentioned James Robinson. He's a guy I keep kind of coming back to. I know. ETN is also coming back from an injury, missing an entire uh, season with injury. If you had to a uh, doctor, I know this is tough. If you had to choose between Robbins or Robinson or ETN based on their draft position as well, uh, uh, what would you do? And, and just walk us through both guys there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. So Robinson, we're talking about Achilles tear there. Um, so that's another one that's really hard to come back to with ETN. We're talking about a list Frank injury uh, both, uh, you know, ETN, he got hurt a little bit sooner than Robinson did. So he's got, he's got the recovery aspect on his side, but to me, like you just mentioned, I mean, ETN is going several rounds higher than Robinson is at this point. So, with that factored in and the fact that he doesn't, he's never played a snap in the NFL. I don't yeah. think people realize this just because he's got his buddy with the, you know, uh, Goldilocks <laughs> back there and Trevor Lawrence. Doesn't oh, mean that's that a great name. I got to well, steal that. Bring back, bring back the Clemson days. So, I think people are overhyping that. I, I agree. He's definitely got more, um, you know, out of the backfield ability. But right now, from what I'm reading, uh, Robinson is slotted to be RB1. I don't <laughs> really, I really wouldn't pull the trigger on either of those guys. Robinson's easier because he's going later. So, you risk yeah. less. You know, less draft capital there. But yeah, I mean, I'm not high super high on any of those guys. Come back from an Achilles and a Liz Frank injury. I mean, those are those are tough, especially for a running back. So, you know, I'm definitely off ETN. You could you could talk me into Robinson. Robinson, still, because
0: of how late he is. But yeah, I mean, Achilles is
1: always tough. Or
2: Snoop Connor. Snoop. I mean, that's listen, a deep sleeper. The Robinson, the only reason is also because you know the research has shown that. Uh, guys that are proven, right? So guys that have done it for a couple of years, they typically come back better. Guys that really, you know, again, ETN, a rookie, kind of missed his rookie year. You're really kind of throwing things at the wall in that aspect. So yeah, Ooh. I mean, hey, if you want to take the what, Snoop Connor, you can grab him at the end of the draft. I don't think anyone's taking uh, him. So
1: Well, four percent ownership in Best Ball Mania three, Snoop Connor. Thank you. That's kind of fun. Uh Travis Etienne is definitely a guy going very in the in the FFPC main event. Etienne to me is drafted way too high. Went uh, end of the second round. He's like in sharper, higher dollar formats. He Guys are shooting their shot on him, and they're taking him second, third round. It's crazy.
0: I, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, yeah, no,
1: I, I, I am with the doc, I, the good doctor. I would, I would steer clear of the whole situation and take Snoop Connor at the end. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, especially in best
1: ball um, format.
0: All
2: about bullets. Now he doesn't even look good in preseason, right? I haven't. Even no, seen any I know that's the other thing. Like, like that's it's. You know, if we were talking about my guy. Damian Pierce, uh, uh, you know, yeah. flashing Let's on go. everyone's feed, which I know that's that's a random. But I just got to say, any all right. So I know I'm wearing my pick gear. That's where I got my grad degree. I went to. I'm a Gator heart heart. That's where I got my undergrad. Lived four years in the swamp. Anyone who's a Gators fan knows that Damian Pierce. This is not a surprise, gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, this is not a hot take, but this is something <laughs> I want to bring to the forefront. Listen, yes, Dan Bowling was fired because he did not utilize Damian Pierce. (laughs) And there you go. We were begging him 20 carries to that man. (laughs) We would have had Alabama in that SEC championship. Listen, I'm getting (laughs) off topic, but that's just, oh man, that, that hurts my heart. I know it hurts other Gators fans, but good for Damian Pierce. Repping the Gators,
1: there. and we we probably shouldn't bring up that Sean picked picked against your Gators this weekend. So.
0: I did, sorry, but uh,
2: hey, even, uh, I think even, I'm hearing a 90 of humidity. Um, oh. and I, I know y'all talking about seven o'clock. You think the sun goes down at seven <laughs> in Gainesville? What you uh, I, I know maybe out uh, in, in I, Valley, I didn't, but I, I don't feel hey, great about it. I hope I,
0: the
2: Utes are ready. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna be a
1: good game. I, Utes are good. You, Utes do start, start Sean's season. Nine. I love this segment. I love this segment right now. Yeah, just hammering you on your college picks. Oh, my college picks are Me and the good fire. doctor are lockstep on our picks. We love Army.
0: Shout <laughs> I was out also to the on Army.
1: We love Florida. Shout out to the Swamp. Not on Florida. And we love Pitt. Shout out Let's to the go. Panthers. He's
0: even, the doctor's even worried about the seven and a half, ride. The good doctor. <laughs> Listen,
2: all, right, now, all you gotta do this this all you gotta do take the money line, parlay it with the under, just yeah. watch. Does that so sound like a confident man,
0: Ryan?
1: Yes.
2: Uh if
0: he was confident he'd be talking about all to uh, all uh, points of minus 13 and go. a half.
2: Ah, come on, next
0: one, next one. <laughs> Sebastian, um we didn't have it on the list but this one did pop oh. up somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris is dealing with a a Liz Frank bruise. Now it's not a any any played in the the third preseason
1: game. Sounds a little soft
0: what? Yeah. What, what is that? Is it something to be worried about? Are we moving um, Najee Harris down our boards? What's your take on a, I think it was a Lis Frank bruiser sprain, but obviously you're the doctor.
2: Yeah, they're, they're calling it a sprain. So when we talk about a Lis Frank injury, typically, you know, th- there's obviously different grades and severities of all these injuries. So Lis Frank, we're talking about your midfoot. You can talk about either broken bones in that area or torn ligaments or both. So when things are torn or broken, that's when it becomes the season-endering thing that we hear about. You know, just like any ligament, you can sprain. A sprain is essentially a tearing it, a micro-tear. So anytime you get a kind of strain. So we're kind of getting into the, the weeds of it. But essentially, you know, with him playing as long as he did in the third preseason game, I had that on the TV. I don't know if you all saw. I mean, he played the whole half. Yeah. So if if there were really some injury concerns there from Tomlin, I, I'm going to say that he wouldn't have done that. So I I think we're, we're good to roll there. You never want to hear about that going in. Uh, but the fact that he played that much in the third preseason game, and I think, you know, I was just checking. I did a draft last night and, you know, he's, he's kind of fallen from that news. So I think this is a good time to let that news, you know, you know, let that get out and let him fall a little bit. And now you can snag him for a little bit cheaper of a price.
1: And if you didn't uh, Andrew robs point out, pointing out in the chat that you can uh, fade him by taking Jalen Warren. Mm, that's in interesting. Draft. I mean, yeah, uh, it, best I, ball if you're
0: looking yeah. for a best ball dart, uh, maybe go Jalen Warren. Speaking of other Pennsylvania running backs, Miles Sanders, he just returned to practice. I've been kind of nervous about Sanders. He had hamstring issues last year. now the hamstring very pop, nervous popped up again. Um, what's your take. Uh, do you have any insight on miles Sanders? He's a guy again, like he he keeps sliding down the draft board. I think probably where he's being taken right now, especially with this news, uh, could be a value. But where where are you at with Miles Sanders?
2: Yeah, I figured this one had to come from Gen Green over there. You know, <laughs> I, I try my best to be impartial, but anytime that uh, hmm. Billy Green comes on my screen, it's kind of up. <laughs> but I, I fought through it and looked into it. Yeah. So like you mentioned today, he actually returned to practice today. So good news for the Eggles fans over there. Um, but he missed uh, two and a half weeks of practice. So with the hamstring injury, now, you know, the hamstring injuries, cause we're going to talk about some guys that are dealing with this. So your hamstring, obviously the muscle in the back of your leg, this is kind of the powerhouse of your leg. It allows you to sprint, to jump. You know, it, it really does a lot for these athletes and it's a tough injury because it re injures. It has a high re injury rate. And that's because when you're doing rehab, it's hard to gauge where that muscles at. And you know, these guys need to turn it on. And it's kind of usually when you go that acceleration burst and then like, that's where you get that tweak, like, oof, it wasn't ready. And sometimes you don't know it wasn't ready until it's there. And a re-injury is always worse. So, you know, I was a little bit more down on him before I, I read today that he came back to practice. So that's definitely good news. Um, they're expecting him to be back week one. For me, you know, it depends when your draft is. I'd like to see him string together several practices in a row. Cause like we'll talk about some guys will come back and then they will be out another three, three weeks because they, they re-injured it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where he's going now though, I mean, I got him what RB 29. Um, and he's, I mean, Philly, who else they got Gainwell and, or I don't, I think, yeah, you got good value there. Cause he's still RB one there. I mean, I know Jalen hurts is really RB one, but I think you have good value there. He, if, if he continues to practice,
1: he's going very late. Um, again, in in some of the high stakes stuff, yeah, was having the conversation in the eighth, ninth round range, where it's like oh. at some point you probably got to take. I him, mean, their offensive
0: line, the fact that he had zero touchdowns last year, you would think there's some regression they will, in there.
1: They will probably be a top ten carries team, understanding that hurts is some of that. But I mean, how, what were they last year? They were top three in carries, weren't they?
0: Yeah, and I do think they pass the ball more, but um, still, it, it oh, feels right. like he's they, got some.
1: They we got AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Super team confirmed assemble. super team. Assemble. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who's
0: who's your receivers? We can we can say well, no. I mean, uh, what what about uh Jalen Waddle? What about Jalen Waddle? He's he's been dealing with it looks like a nagging hamstring. Um, this one to me, I've seen it like video of him limping around. I I was higher on him coming into the season, but this is kind of scaring me off. Should I be scared off or, or should I still be in on Waddle?
2: All right, so I got an, I got another great quote for y'all. So this is from uh, head coach Mike Daniel, which, I mean, when I look at him sometimes and when I've seen some of these quotes, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of that uh, benchwarmer scene where it's like, I am 12 type thing. I'm like, where are the credentials for this guy? But anyway, <laughs> he says, quote, I want to get this right. So, quote, very, very, very confident he plays week one. So that's three, co- three varies for those counting at home. Um, but – that's that's what he said his is a little bit harder to read because they're not they're not giving me a lot of information they're not giving anyone they're basically calling it a lower body soft tissue injury so yeah that could be hamstring that could be a groin injury it could be a calf strain you really don't want your guy to have any of that but it kind of matters depending on which one it is um so he's not been practicing for about two weeks the head coach is saying it's precautionary if they had games to play he would be playing uh i mean that's the thing though like i I don't know how much it changes um kind of his position because he's I got him at wide receiver 20th uh with the ADP. And I'm coming around the fourth, fifth round. I still think, you know, like we talked about with Tua, like he's gonna throw on the ball so many times. PPR I, I wouldn't be scared off at this point. I'm not scared off unless it, it continues on and with uh, you know, I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna trust head coach, Mike Daniel on his, uh, very, I, don't, very confident, right?
0: I don't know, but he also said two has the most catchable ball in the NFL. I say, so
2: I don't know. We laid out
1: the case as to why this man is a sociopath <laughs> who is just trying to put off the impression that he's a human. So I, who he's doing
0: know? an impression of a human.
1: I would not, I would not take anything. He said I, he could, I mean, I great would point. assume he's That's lying. Great point.
0: Um, now, what about uh, this one? Michael Thomas has missed an insane amount of time, but again, He's a guy, you know, playing in the dome with Jameis Winston. They have a lobby across from him. They have Jarvis Landry. Maybe he creeps some opportunities with Michael Thomas. I mean, you could tell me Michael Thomas plays seventeen games and has an awesome season, or he barely sees the field. I don't. I don't really know what to make of him. Any insight on Michael Thomas?
2: Yeah, and and absolutely. I mean, it's. I would say the Saints are one of the most polarizing teams, at least for me, week to week. Like sometimes I look at their roster and I'm like, wow, this offense, you know. It can be great. We're talking about they can give uh, Tampa a run for their money. But then the other weeks, I'm like, well, you got your QB1 come back from an ACL tear. You got Camara who's looking at a suspension. And then now you got Thomas over here just after. So he spent, what, a year and a half, almost two years with an ankle injury. He yeah. was all the way to the point where he was finally able to practice. And then he comes up with the hamstring injury. So uh, I can't trust this guy at all. Uh, I I wouldn't deal with the headache if, but personally. I mean, mm. they're saying I just read a report today. It's positive news on his hamstring. I don't know how it can be positive if he hasn't practiced yet. I don't I don't get that angle. So well, sometimes and, and, these
0: are- and that injury could be a you're still your ankle's still not a hundred percent, and you're like uh, you're compensating. You, you know,
1: just, what it's called I, you haven't played football in a long time. Yeah, that's, that's the other what thing, the injury. right? You abs- yeah. body's not Absolutely. in football shape. Uh, yeah, speak-
2: both of what you guys just said. Yeah, we're talking about. I mean, the the biggest reason, biggest risk factor for an injury is a previous injury, especially to that body part, right? So we're talking about compensatory compensatory patterns. He didn't come back from the ankle fully. He hasn't played football. Until, I mean, you guys both hit it, the hit nail on the head. I mean, you can't trust this guy to stay healthy, let alone produce all seventeen games.
0: The real question no. we want to know in our high high stakes <laughs> in our high stakes crypto league, we have the number two pick. I have it with good knowledge that the number one pick is going, uh, is going to take Jonathan Taylor, have it on solid authority. All right. Should Ryan and I take Christian McCaffrey here. Full point PPR doctor. How say you he's only played 10 games. I kind of think Christian McCaffrey, this is actually the year he doesn't get hurt
2: this. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, my, my dad actually asked me this exact same question (laughs) yesterday, last night, I'm trying to. So I've been trying to rack my brain on it the past like 24 hours because you know I, you want to do the the old man right there, uh. But gosh, y- you got to. I mean, uh, okay, who who else are we considering now? Like CMC, and I don't know who else you can talk me into. I I don't really love Eckler that high, Justin, mean, unless you want to go Justin Jefferson. Justin
0: Jefferson would be, and I don't know how Ryan feels. He would be the only other guy I would consider it too. You assuming to Jonathan Taylor is into gone.
2: not
1: taking running backs. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I just. Ah, uh, that's hard. That's 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 a really hard one. Honestly, gun to my head, I think I would just take Christian McCaffrey. You don't want to overthink and get too cute. Um, I I really feel like won, Baker so. Mayfield
0: is gonna throw him a million passes. Oh, we'll Yeah. We'll just, yeah. We'll, I mean, We'll, draft, I, yeah,
1: we'll just yeah, draft I, Deontay Foreman later. We'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll, just
2: make sure you get the handcuff. There you go.
0: Now, now, his uh, apparently he's doing. I I forget who it was that uh, another like former running back talked to him and said you got to st- stop focusing on the pretty muscles and start focusing on the muscles like the stretchy muscles. And and he's supposedly he's increased his stretching a ton. Oh,
1: he, so he's better at the stretchy muscles. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. I I I, I again. I'm telling you, Christian McCaffrey, no major injuries this year. What about my other uh, my good buddy Bobby Tunyon? Uh, of course, got a rough injury last year, but he's back. I I think he has massive fantasy value because of just he he's a, he's a, he's one of the few targets that has a uh, a ton of experience with Aaron Rodgers. I'd have to go back and check, but he might have the most receiving touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers clearly like friendly with the guy.
1: See when it's your show, you can talk about whoever you want to. Yes. <laughs> I'm just,
2: you love Bobby Tanya. yeah. I'm just and I think he's,
0: I think he's very interesting in fantasy. Uh, Sebastian, what do you, what do you got on Bobby Tanya?
2: Yeah, no, actually, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm pretty damn high. on on for. I mean, there's not many guys who are coming back from an ACL tear that I'm going to be high on just by the nature of it. But like exactly what you talked about. I mean, what he had 11 touchdowns with Rogers in that 2020 season when he popped off. I mean. The biggest thing for me is that you can get them so cheap. I got him going, you know what? His ADP is like 16, 169. That's pretty nice there. Um, and <laughs> nice. so he's like, he, you just, you're not risking a lot, right? And we're talking about a guy that, a team that just had Devonta Adams leave. So who else is the big body target in the red yeah. zone? Like at the amount of times that Rodgers just threw that little dunk to Adams, I mean, just hit Tunyon over, over the middle. I think he's <laughs> a great, good, low risk option who can be your tight end number one. He's gonna start slower, like all guys coming back from major injury. I expect him, but week four or five, he should be ready to roll. I mean, uh, out of the uh, Packers camp, he took his first reps with the starters, eleven on eleven this week. I mean, something J.K. Dobbins hasn't done yet. So, I mean, I think he's he's well on his way to having a a pretty good year, especially at that ADP. I have eight percent, Bobby Tonya.
0: All right, yeah, it's not bad uh, share wise. What about you, Ryan? Any uh, any other guys you're you're Drake curious London.
1: What will like? I mean, any any future concern from Drake London, little boo boo in the preseason?
2: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I just I know, I know I'm well.
1: going off script here, but I'm looking at my ownership and he's <laughs> really high.
2: Yeah. No. No. You're all good. I actually just uh, wrote an article about him yesterday, so let me refresh my memory. I but imagine, but basically- I'm, imagine
1: you had um, he was your most owned <laughs> receiver in best ball.
2: You know what? So that's that's big yikes for you. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry over there. But I I when I was re- reading this and writing this up, like the the scary part is they haven't really told you what's going oh, on. And I know some teams say. are closer to the best than that than other. So he hasn't seen any practice since you know he got hurt in his first preseason game. Like I think it was like his first catch he got hit in the knee. Yeah, he looked like that. so
1: good too getting hurt. God damn it.
2: Yeah, I mean what what what's going on here is though look at what he walks into. I mean, he walks into, I took a look at, if you want a good laugh, like if you're having a bad day, just go over and type in Falcons depth chart and drill down <laughs> to the wide receivers. Don't let Kyle Pitts in there. And don't, don't look at Calvin Ridley suspended. Just look at those wide receivers. Yeah. This man is arguably by far wide receiver one on this roster. So Assuming this knee injury, like everyone's saying, you know everyone the, they're saying he's going to be ready for week one. It's not a big thing; they feel good about where he's at. I would like to know what it is because anything you know that long kind of can be a little worrisome. We're talking about two weeks missing practice, but just because of his situation, what he's walking into, I, I really think he could be a league winner this right. year if he does if he stays healthy. Because you can get
1: him pretty late now.
2: Yeah, it's, no, that's uh...
1: is driving his price down and. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'll still I'll continue to get more shares. It Sounds like uh, Sebastian saying uh, it's worth it.
0: Now, now it's worth squeeze. Sebastian, before we let you go, got to got to know is there anyone else we've have, we haven't hit on that you're that you're totally out on, you're not drafting, you think is a mistake to draft with ADP factored in?
1: Besides and, any Cowboy.
0: Yeah, besides the Cowboys, oh. but any 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 <laughs> any maybe rookies that you're you already have some red flags on or some guys coming back that People are just penciling in, and and you're a little, uh, you're a little, you're off them because of injuries.
2: Yeah. Um. All right. So if I can, I'm gonna talk about two guys real quick. Right. Uh. One of them will be actually negative. One of them I want to talk about in a positive light. To, just to you know get some good karma going into this backyard brawl. Um. So, Darren Waller is a guy who he's just had a weird off season. Anytime I mean he he's missed about ninety five percent of the training camp. You know, and and I know people are going to talk about, well, he had that contract issue, blah, blah, blah. But he's also got a hamstring injury. Now, he did return to practice yesterday uh, for the first time. So that's that's a good sign, obviously. But if we're going back in his history, he would return. He missed six practices. He returned for one practice and then he was out for two weeks. So he's already looked like he took a setback in his injury. And, you know, the more and more that hamstring gets injured, the more and more his re-injury risk goes up and up. So this is a guy who's getting drafted at like tight end number five. Um, I I don't feel comfortable taking him there. Uh, If you're expecting him to be your tight end number one all year and produce, I think you go, you look elsewhere. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's my opinion on him. Hamstrings, obviously we talked about are tough to come back to. He's already re-injured it. Yeah. I mean, he came back to practice, but that doesn't mean he's going to stay. He kind of made me think it wasn't the exact same injury, but we remember Curtis Samuel from last year who dealt with a groin injury, all training camp. And then he just, he was like expected to be a, you know, a pretty good fantasy player. I think he finished with like under 300 yards receiving. He, he had a play terrible no year. show.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah,
2: he was, uh, he was done um, on the positive side though, real quick. So uh someone that kind of has been gotten, been forgotten uh Robert Woods. Mm. Now when I wrote, um I did some outlook piece earlier on in the off season. And, you know, I wasn't super high because he he kind of, he got injured in, uh, what's that, November 3rd. Um, so he wasn't going to have the most recovery time. But everything I'm reading out of Titans camp, I mean, he's been back in a limited fashion since May. And he's been an active participant. I mean, he even played in their last preseason game. He only had one catch. But still, I mean, I think this is someone who, I'm not high on Traylon Burks. You got rid of Julio, A.J. Brown out of that offense. I mean, you got to throw it to someone. Um, so I I think for where he's going, you know ninth eighth round, I think that Robert Woods potentially, you know, come week four or five, he can be putting up some wide receiver one numbers, and you can get him pretty damn late for what what he can uh, bring to the table there.
1: I got eight percent Woods all. You know, actually, I I take that back. Not all stacked with Tannehill. One is stacked with Willis.
0: Let's go Malik Let's Willis. Go. Now we're talking. Hey, uh, Sebastian. Appreciate you calling in. Make sure you follow Sebastian on Twitter at S G P N football doc. And he does a, a really great weekly column, giving you tons of insight for betting fantasy. Um, get you going for the, uh, for football on the weekend. Appreciate it. Uh, Sebastian at S G P N football doc.
2: Absolutely, gentlemen. Y'all take care. Enjoy that
1: football. Let's go, Gators. Let's go, Pitt. And as always, go Army, gentlemen. I'm gonna parlay that on your behalf, right now. <laughs> the Doctor Parlay. Oh,
2: I like yeah. it. All right, take it easy, Sebastian.
0: Appreciate it. Always fun uh, talking, to Sebastian. It's just great talking to a uh, Doc that also That's is always. a, a D Gen Doc. Maybe we should get the uh, right. a nickname of the Gen of doc. Docs. The Doc of Gen. Hey, uh, we got another guest coming on in a second. Before we get to that want to shout out promoguy.us that's right again tons of uh, tons of great opportunities over at promoguy a do promoguy.us it's a great way to increase your bankroll uh, you get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country 1000 dollars risk free deposits insane odds boosts. and most importantly the best analytics in the business uh, tons of free picks as well promoguy.us is your guide to betting smart once again, that's PromoGuy.us. Hey, we're also brought to you by Sleeper. That's right, Sleeper is one of the fastest-growing fantasy platforms. Uh, NFL, college football, MLB, and again, um, you probably already play fantasy on it. But now the over/under game, the player props we just did for college football picks week one, we gave out a plus six hundred uh, player prop parlay over on Sleeper. You can get that. Uh, the best way to get, it honestly, is in our group chat. So just go to Sleeper.com. SGP. You can copy our picks. And if you got some awesome picks in there, tag us. I'm at Sean T green. I'll copy your picks. We'll be good to go. You can win two X all the way up to 20 X the amount of money you put in and you get that hundred percent deposit bonus up to $100 promo code SGP at sleeper.com slash S G P terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. Last but not least run your Pool, and that's exactly what you do over at Run Your Pool. You run your pool. We're running our own pool, a free NFL Survivor contest, five hundred dollars in cash, and a two hundred fifty dollars gift certificate to the SG SGPN store to the winner. All you got to do is sign up over at play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. Play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. You're going to compete against Kramer, myself, bunch of the SGPN staff, the listeners. We're all going in only one person will come out victorious with the $500 cash and the gift certificate. And again, run your pool is obviously the best place to run your pool. Whether it's pick them survivor fantasy ones, a stop shop when it comes to football pools and fully customizable, I think they even have uh, squares. So if you're going to be doing those down the line, it's way, way easier uh, doing. I mean, if you've ever had to run a pool, those, they can really be a pain in your ass. That's why you got to do is run your pool. Just go to play dot, run your pool. Dot com slash S G P N. All right. Joining us on the line to talk about some, uh, just some fantasy football, you know, him from the S G P N fantasy football podcast, Mr. Justin Bruni Bruni what's happening, man. Hey, not a whole lot.
1: Pleasure to be here. Gentlemen. Yeah.
0: Thanks oh, for coming on the show.
1: I, I like the whole get up. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's got, if you're watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to. He's got a virtual screen. It appears he's at the Allegiant Stadium, uh, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's also got a uh, sweet Nike headband on. What did in, what inspired the uh, Raiders virtual location for you?
3: Uh, I used it the other night when I was rocking a uh, Odessa Permian jersey. Uh, today I was rocking the 49ers uh, old To jersey. Uh, so yeah, I was just tr- you know trying to mix in some of the color background. I thought the the vibe at the Allegiant uh, Stadium and the booth here. This is where the the background is set up. I I, I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, it's uh you know mid century modern meets uh the the Death Star.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly yes. what it is. I know Colby hates all domes, but uh, that's I, open I, air. When I went there for the Eagles game, I mean, oh uh, no, don't uh, say uh, it. Aside from the Eagles getting their ass kicked, I thought it was like a, a pretty fun experience. You feel you like you're at a rock concert meets football. I I
1: really enjoyed myself. You mean they they they're making it so you have to have a good time because TVs are good. It's great. I mean the world's changing. Yeah, I I I
0: like uh, outdoor football as well, but roofs are nice. I mean, in we live in houses with roofs. <laughs> you know, in in Vegas, I don't see you can't. Hot as shit. You couldn't do an open air stadium in Vegas, and it's awesome to have a football stadium in Vegas. I still. Yeah. Contend and Bruni, tell me. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is an awesome idea. I don't know why the NFL didn't think of it. Las Vegas should be a neutral field location. They should have Thursday night every
1: Thursday night game in Vegas. Every
0: once a year would have been fair. Once a year, you get to see your team play in Vegas, regardless of who you are as an NFL fan. You play a neutral. All Thursday night games are played in Las Vegas. It would be awesome
3: they would clean up for sure because as bad as Thursday night games can be, you know, when you get like the Browns and the Jags yeah. on there and it's just like the worst matchup you can think of. And like week, week 14, you're really down the final stretch of the season. Yeah. That would have been a nice boost.
1: Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I, you know, Browns fans are still going to Vegas. <laughs> it doesn't matter that the team sucks and Deshaun Watson hasn't played football for a while. They're still coming out for that game.
0: Oh yeah. 100%. It's a great destination. All right, let's talk <laughs> fantasy football. Um, yeah. we thought it would be again, we've done a million drafts. You guys have uh, on the fantasy feed uh, we've done we've done the rankings, we've done the charts, we've done Some the of best. us falls. have done
1: twenty-four hours straight.
0: We have the draft kit up again. Uh make sure you check that out. dot podcast.com slash draft oh, kit. Real Tons quick. of great information.
1: Yeah, real quick nugget on the draft kit. So uh I got a screenshot from the wife. It was her sharing the draft kit with a coworker. <laughs> Shout out to the fantasy team because you know. Makes you look pretty official when the the wife's yes. sending you a screenshot of her sharing the fantasy kit. Yeah, we got
0: legit. Yeah, don't um, mind
1: that. yeah, yeah, that's a that's a compliment right there.
0: We got legit projections, rankings.
1: Like she didn't just say, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like I can't help you with your fantasy draft. She said, Oh, let me go. I didn't give her the URL. Wow, really? Let me go find the URL and send and he, it. Up. Boom. Okay.
0: She's good to go. All right. So here's how we're gonna do it. Um myself, Bruni and Kramer, we're going to try and put together our perfect team. And I I'm drafting in the one to four ish range. Bruni's going to go five to eight. Kramer will go nine through 12. Again, this is just like guys you want to target if you were doing a snake draft. So for instance, if I'm in the two spot, who am I going to take there? And then, you know, it would snake around. So then I'm essentially getting two picks oh. back to back.
1: You continue, sorry. I was What's enjoying it? your description of the snake draft.
0: No, Ryan, I'm <laughs> explaining this convoluted concept that you went I, with. So
1: I feel like it's a fairly straightforward concept. <laughs> Bruni understood what I was what I meant.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Breaking well, if, the as, as, reversal as, as long as here, as long as Bruni understands, let's get it going. No, we're actually gonna do auction and we're gonna do dollar amount, <laughs> projected dollar amounts. All right, just kidding.
0: Okay. Um my first pick in the one to four spot, give me Christian McCaffrey. Again, I don't think he's gonna get injured. We just worked it out with the SGPN football doc. I'm in on Christian McCaffrey this year. The Baker Mayfield thing, I think he's gonna catch even more passes than normal. I'm willing to risk Christian McCaffrey no injury. You could talk me into Justin Jefferson as well. He's the only other guy I would really like. And maybe I even if I'm number one, I go, I go Christian McCaffrey over mm. Jonathan Taylor. Where are Ooh. you at? Where are you at, Bruni? What's your official like one, two, three?
3: So I have uh, Jonathan Taylor, CMC, and then Eckler. It's kind of pretty vanilla, okay. right? I mean, that that's pretty consistent with the, with the public. I have seen a lot more of CMC going over Jonathan Taylor. I believe I was in a best ball draft with you guys. And in that draft, CMC went one Oh one. So I've been, I've actually gotten uh, JT at the 102 a few times here. He's still the, the most preferred option, really the identity of the Colts offense. And I just feel like he's going to have the safest floor week in and week out. And of course, knock on wood, hasn't hit the injury bug yet. Obviously from what we've seen from CMC in the past, the high volume, you know, down the stretch could be an issue, but obviously you like how the Panthers have been handling the situation, limited work and training camp, holding him out a preseason, really checking all the right boxes to make sure that he's going to be available and valuable for us in fantasy early on in the season. I'm not in the school of thought to bringing up Eckler ahead of those guys, but yeah. realistically, I like the three of them uh, right in that front running group, uh, all very safe floors for me. Depending on how many drafts you have, that could also divert, you know, your shares, right? Like if you've already taken Jonathan Taylor at the one hundred and one, and you get another one hundred and one, by all means, go ahead and divert and take a CMC. But I'm still going uh, CMC at number two, not prioritizing him over JT just yet.
0: So what are you what are you looking to nail first round in the middle spot five to eight? Uh,
3: I like Dalvin Cook. I've had him fall yeah. to me a few times at uh, the fifth or sixth pick. Um, once those top three receivers go, you're starting, or I'm sorry, running backs go, you're starting to see people bring in the receivers like the Justin Jeffersons. If you get someone that's really high on Jamar chase, I've seen Jamar chase go uh one Oh four in a single quarterback league. Uh, so I get to kind of come back around on that mid tier group of the other running backs, like a Dalvin cook, who I really love again, someone who I feel like in the first round has a very incredibly safe floor, not just in PPR, but in half point PPR as well. Uh, I feel like he's still going to have a, a huge Portion of that uh, Vikings offense, even with you know the talk of them being more vertical, passing more, I still feel feel like he's going to be the face of the group.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I love the pick too, and it, I mean, Cook could, could very easily be the top running back this year.
0: Yeah, I, I guess are we worried at all with the the offense that maybe they're going to be throwing more and and Dalvin doesn't, doesn't get, help? But though? I, I <laughs> again, I think but the 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 team could score more yeah. points, and and I think we were on that rhyme when we are doing the NFC North, like. They might just end up putting Here, up a bunch, Sean,
1: here's, what's going to be happening. We're going to be, we're out in Vegas. We're going to be watching the Vikings Packer game. It's going to be a shootout. And we're going to, we're going to watch Dalvin cook, do something incredibly athletic and remember, just remember, be like, fuck dudes. Fucking good what? It's a dog. So I, yeah, I love taking him in the Kramer. So
0: you're you're in the, uh, you're in the back caboose. You you have told me previously you prefer the caboose. I do. You prefer uh,
1: main event team with Dick Olson. We're drafting out of the nine spot.
0: You prefer coming in the back door here, um, Kramer. Nine through twelve. Well, who's who's your dream pick here?
1: Well, so th- there are worlds where I would attempt to get, take Saquon here. Okay, we're not going to do that though. So uh, I love taking Devonte Adams in this spot. He's consistently falling to the back end of the draft. Uh, you're going to be able to pair him with either a stud running back, or if you really fancy uh, some running back chicken, just going wide receiver, wide receiver again. I mean, I highlighted all the reasons why, as he landed as my top receiver, I I think the touchdown ceiling's very high. We, we, I think we discussed some, some him uh, leading the league in touchdown props. And I, I do think it's fun to hear folks remind you that Hunter Renfro was really good in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. That that's when they didn't have Devonte yeah. Adams on the team, <laughs> right? That so changes
0: the dynamic.
1: I, I, I'm. I love part of the reason I like being back here is you end up with a, a choice amongst people where the, it feels lower leverage because you swing back and pick again so quickly. You end up with there's definitely a bit of a, a shelf to me at the 15, 16 spot. So to be able to get two guys in that top, yeah. top. Hey, I really guess I like. would say 18. If fe- I, I like, I like being in that position better. So yeah, I guess. Swinging around, I that's Aaron Jones all day. Yeah. he He's falling to me at the back end of the second round in some high stakes stuff. I just love the target upside. I know I, he could
0: I, be the number one receiver.
1: I like A.J. Dillon as much as the next guy, but I think you see the way his points went up in every game that Devontae Adams w- was out last year. And so I guess I'm, I'm, um, Coincidentally, pairing the former Packers teammates together on my perfect draft because
2: Love I don't. It.
1: There aren't many. Yeah, there aren't too many guys. I mean, Eckler's probably one of them. McCaffrey, obviously, if he stays healthy. But Aaron, I'll put Aaron Jones in that bucket. Najee Harris, if he's healthy, guys who can legitimately Saquon Barkley see a see tar- <laughs> like a hundred like a hundred catch kind disgusting of thing. Aaron, Aaron Jones could what. Aaron Jones is running go routes And tra- like I fuck. know he's gonna he's running go routes in practice. I wouldn't
0: be surprised if they have um, AJ Dylan as the running back and then mm. just split him out, <laughs> split Aaron Jones out as the slot receiver the athlete.
1: Just change his designation
0: to athlete. Bruni, who are you looking to get in the middle of the second? Uh, I agree, by the way, with uh,
3: with Kramer one hundred percent. Even at uh, five through eight, I would actually be looking to grab Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. like Aaron Jones is going to have one of those type of like Alvin Kamar level seasons where he's easily clearing 80 catches. So absolutely love those two picks. Uh, I've got Deandre Swift. I've seen him go in a a variety levels of the second round. Doesn't really get past uh, the middle though. Uh, Probably the sixth pick of the second round is as far as he's going to fall. Really just love what the Detroit Lions have built on their offense. A lot of upgrades, Obviously everyone loves the Jamison Williams picks uh, kind of waiting in the wings, right? When, when's he going to get his chance, but they also added up uh, DJ shark really boosted up the offensive line. feel like the, the run game is still going to be the focus of their offense to protect, you know, Jared Goff and maybe, you know, the potential mishaps of their passing game. Uh, but I feel like it's all going to be set up with swift going to have also going to catch a lot of passes, similar uh, potential volume to Aaron Jones or Alvin Kamara, somewhere in that level, maybe 60 to 80 catches. Uh, and then, obviously, what he can do on the ground—you know, very special. Uh, really, just like the opportunity should have a ton of volume there. Not really worried about uh, any of the backups, like a Jamal Williams, like really eating into his workload uh, comparatively to how AJ Dylan will still eat into like Aaron Jones at least on the ground, right?
1: I, uh, I'm definitely, I definitely have a blind spot to Swift, and I, I, I shouldn't have closed my underdog because I'm, I'm, I would be surprised that my ownership is much higher than. The, Maybe Snoop Connor level in mm. my uh, portfolio. I don't, I don't have a ton of the Andre Swift. I mean, but I, I agree with the quarterback profile. Like it makes sense. I just for some reason I'm not. It the, the fucking coaching staff. They all have necks thicker than their heads. Like they I love I love Duce Staley
0: again. Him losing his voice
1: yelling at his <laughs> running backs was hilarious. That was awesome.
0: Uh, I just I I have trouble taking any sort of Detroit uh, line right. high. T- I'm actually at eight percent. Okay, sort of, that's not bad.
1: I need more. You, I, I think Bruni has convinced me. I should probably be scooping up a little bit.
0: End of the second round. I'm looking to grab Mark Andrews Ugh. again. If you can get Mark Andrews, end of the second, especially, um, because I just feel like it's him, Kelsey, and then uh, the the really is like a a middle tier with like a Goddard and stuff like that, and then it really. And then you're throwing and then you're just like dart throws so again, you, you only can play one tight end in a 12 person two you know, 12 person league.
1: Isn't it funny? How I mean, I guess
0: you can play two tight ends. I but mean,
1: you know, it's it, the ebbs and flows of fantasy. Not very long ago, tight end was not a position that you would say, oh, you well, definitely Because now
0: they're playing them like receivers, but, you know, But this
1: is an interesting season where we're both with quarterback and tight end. There's this like interesting level where it's like, you should probably, you might want to grab one of those guys. It's going to make everything else easier, but yeah. you got to pay up for it. Kelsey
0: Andrews, and then I would also put Pitts there. Round three, I'm going Mike Evans again.
1: Like Alpha, he's just a you know they they go out of their way to get him targets. They go out of the way to get him touchdowns. I don't get any of the sauce on Godwin. I don't. I don't really get the Julio. I I mean again, Evans. Let's say well, you can also
0: you can also get Julio. Uh, You can just get him way later. I mean, I have a couple. uh, Some of those drafts I did with you, Ryan, during draft day. (laughs) I have a couple: Tom Julio. Brady, Mike Evans, mm. Julio, and maybe even Godwin. Like, I have a couple like Tampa Bay super stacks, and I, I love Mike Evans as like a receiver this year. One hundred percent, all in on him. What do you? What about you, Bruni? Middle of the third. What are we looking at?
3: I got Keenan Allen, someone okay. that I just keep grabbing and grabbing and grabbing. Third, fourth, fifth round, just depending on the type of format, whether it's you know single quarterback, super flex, whatever. Just someone that I really can't get enough of, especially in redraft. Uh, everyone's really high on Justin Herbert. A lot of people's number two quarterback. Some people's number one. You know, they're expecting a very special year out of that team. Loaded offense. Uh, Keenan is just the the target hog. You know, I mean, I know it's it's funny from previous hard knocks when Anthony Lillian was like, you know, feed Keenan. Keenan blocks, but he does a lot <laughs> of other good things off the ball correctly, other than just blocking. Um, really, just the dog in that locker room leader, going to be on the field all the time. Um, I've seen people take Mike Williams over him in best ball formats, and that's just not. A school of thought that I subscribe to. Uh, he is still the the A one target there, going to be used all over the field. Where Mike Williams was starting to get included in more packages, where you know he wasn't just being that X guy down the sideline early on last year. They were starting to use him more uh, creatively. Keenan Allen just keeps you with that nice steady floor. Uh, where I have started off here with like running back, running back. He's a very comfortable option uh, to be your first wide receiver drafted on your fantasy team if you have gone heavy at running back or maybe you were like Sean and crept in a a, a tight end early, right? He's a good alternative to that uh, that approach. I feel like where you can really trust him to be, you know, your top receiver week in and week out. He's safe. He, four, he's insane, out he's past, safe. four out of the past
0: four out of the past four out of the past five seasons, he has a hundred plus catches.
1: One season it was only ninety seven. Like. And there was a period for the older folks out there. When Marvin Harrison was getting older, Mm. he would, he would fall and fall and fall. And once, once the first like online draft room showed up, he was this guy that was constantly getting auto drafted. And then the team would do well, because no one wanted to take this aging 31, 32 year old receiver. And yet here he comes out, bangs out another 1100, you know, 85 catch 12 touchdown season because he's in a good fucking offense. The profiles are are shockingly similar, and I I feel like it's been years now that in the third round, uh, sitting in in some sort of ballroom out in Las Vegas, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the FFPC, and I'm we're I'm looking to the guy that I'm doing it with, saying Keenan Allen mm-hmm. in the third round, are, yeah. we, are we firing on this again? So yeah, I mean I I love I mean I I understand why you you would be intrigued by Mike Williams because the ceiling is there, but. He also, you know, he has a knack for getting hurt and missing games, so it's like you—it's a balance. And I'm, I'm, with, I'm kind of with Bruni. I think, I think I would probably take, especially in a redraft league, I would take at Keenan Allen first just because of that consistency. Kramer, what about you? End of third. Oh, this is where you take Kyle Pitts because I think even in your your home leagues, your redraft league, someone is reading something made by someone uh, either young or smart who's saying, "Hey, Kyle Pitts is." Is really good and there's no target competition and even if that team fucking sucks, which might might actually help his chances, uh, uh, he's gonna have an amazing season and then, oh by the way, this like incredible touchdown regression might be coming.
0: I, I feel uh, like he was more hyped last year, which is funny because usually mm-hmm. the second year is when you have that breakout year, but I feel like no. I feel like people I mean, wouldn't shut up about Kyle Pitts last year, but now it's like uh, we already hyped him up so much, we're going to move on to Trey Lance and no, hype I mean, him I, up.
1: And I think I am of the school. I have really enjoyed, you know, of all the different types of of various builds. I've really enjoyed the builds where you you slam a an elite tight end with an elite running back and then a whole bunch of pass catchers and hopefully you grab onto a, a mobile quarterback. Which I tried to demonstrate here, but yeah. So Kyle Pitts represents to me, for me, it's Kelsey, it's Andrews, and it's Pitts. Mm. I don't really want to mess around with too many dudes after that. But uh, Mm. as we'll we'll talk about a little bit later, there I will make exceptions. But so yeah, Kyle Pitts again. Everything we said about Drake London with the doc, this is the healthy guy who is already you know a year into his career with you know, I am quite high on Marcus Mariota have a tremendously high mm, greater than 15% Marcus Mariota holding right now. So come, come at me when he's crushing it, swinging around. It's DJ Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. this. This is a no brainer. I'm super high on DJ Moore. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are high, but it's still, you still see his ADP dipping because he's just not as sexy as some of these other guys. Cause he plays for the Panthers. But boy, I mean, he he's been good with horrible quarterbacks. Baker is at least an average to above average quarterback, so upgrade him. Absolutely love getting him. Plan on plan on drafting a lot of. We're getting DJ Moore in the East League. We so I well, he's he's kind of which he, McCaffrey I, I look, and I Moore, look at him,
0: like, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks. To me, no. they're almost the same kind of guy where they're QB proof you're going to well, get guaranteed production.
1: We'll talk about Cooks later, but he's even cheaper.
0: <laughs> middle middle of the 4th round. What are you looking at, Bruni?
3: Uh going David Montgomery, um full disclosure, I'm a Bears fan, so it is a homer pick, uh, but I <laughs> love this floor in the 5th round. <laughs> Someone that I still feel is easily going to clear uh over 225 carries should have some uh value in uh in PPR should be included somewhat in the passing game. You just look at you look around the room and where is the ball going to go? You know, I like Khalil Herbert as a backup running back, but I have to still feel like given the lack of wide receiver talent and just overall, you know, elite targets, he's got to get a good amount of usage here. Uh, The only thing that would be betting against him would be an injury. uh, And that's just not something that I like to consider. You know, we were talking about CMC earlier. If I'm going to pick CMC, it's not going to be like, oh, well he won't get hurt or (laughs) I'm staying away because he won't get hurt or whatever it is. Right? Uh, So I feel like he's going to have a very safe floor, a lot of touches in that offense. If the defense is bad, which I don't think it will be, then he should be on the field a lot. If the defense is good, then he'll be rested and ready to go. And I still, still think every narrative for the bears this season uh, produces a solid David Montgomery production.
1: I, I made the case last year, 30 to one most rushing yards. Yeah. He looked good. He got banged up. And I, I do think we've faded him too much. Cause now there's plenty of, at real sauce about how well, Khalil I, Herbert I, maybe not uh, Yeah, in, and, and in I favor. was
0: I was definitely riding the Khalil Herbert hype train. I he passed the eye test, but as the preseason has gone along and as it's kind of shook out, I'm not as high and I do think that is a good mm-hmm. sign for David Montgomery. I was worried they were looking to maybe move on from David Montgomery, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was like, hey, he was in David Montgomery's involved in special teams a little bit. Uh, who Mm. knows? Maybe they're just You know, maybe that was a wake up call for David Montgomery
1: earn your spot.
0: So I was, I was slightly worried about that kind of stuff. And I, and I like Khalil Herbert, like the way he runs. I like, Um, but yeah, David Montgomery. I, I, I think I'm not as down on on him as I was originally Uh, end Mm. of the fourth. I'm going Lamar Jackson. I mean, I, I think he's just pumping it, you know, priming himself up for like a special season, yeah. put on some weight 37 I think he,
1: pounds. It's up I here.
0: think he, cause I think he plans on running a lot. The dude is very hard oh, to tackle. I, I think uh, Bateman should be primed for a breakout year as well. Like um, we Kramer and I really liked him as a prospect. He was just injured. And when you're a rookie and you start out the season injured, it's going to be like Jamison Williams, where it's just kind of hard to get it going. Um, mm-hmm. But he he, he looked good late. So I I think there's some opportunities for him there. I like the Ravens overall as a team. So Lamar Jackson, uh, all in on him. And then uh, starting the fifth round, I'll take a shot at Mike Williams. I mean, in that offense, I mean, I understand the case against him, but in the fifth round, the upside for him is just so high. I was
1: surprised to see his ADP where it was. I, yeah. I'm so out of touch. Like it really in some ways doing the best changes every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also breaks you a little bit because there's just more play for upside and things like that. So you start seeing the Yahoo and the ESPN ADP start to trickle in, especially the places that aren't drafting all off season. Like even sleeper has a sharper ADP, everything else. It's like, people are like, they're rolling out of bed. It's like, Oh, let me do a, let me do a draft (laughs) over on Yahoo. And it's like shit. So I, yeah, I mean to see my, some of the receivers that you're able to get a little bit later, I'm I'm very excited to fleece my my college buddies and uh, former friends.
3: <laughs> it's a good spot to get them because if you're drafting him in the fifth round, you're most likely getting him as your third receiver yeah. or yeah second at, at worst, right? So the third would definitely be the most ideal situation for me. Um, if I'm going into you know whatever sixth or seventh round and I need to kind of come back around and get running back or whatever, I'd feel really good about that start.
0: What about middle of fifth for you, Bernie?
3: I've got Allen Robinson um, being disrespected. I just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. You have one season where Homer you know, you're pick number completely two. <laughs> not on the same page with your entire organization. You know, last year the bears had tagged him. you know, they were trying to move him, trying to get something back for him. He was not going to play ball. You know, like he, he, he was not on the same page with Chicago. The two previous seasons, he had over 1150 receiving yards with Mitch Trubisky, with Nick Foles and chase Daniel six to seven uh, receiving touchdowns those seasons, right around hundred catches, both of those years. Now he gets Matthew Stafford who's thrown for, you know, over 4,000 yards every year in the last decade, minus maybe two years, Uh great offense playing alongside Cooper cup. It's a very good situation. Uh, I don't know why people are so low on him. He is my wide receiver 15. I think he's coming off the board as wide receiver, 27. So that's someone that I'm not shy about moving up my board. and if he lands in your lap in you know round five, I think he's gonna have similar, if not better production than you know a mike williams um any any of those receivers you might see in Kansas City, I would still hold him higher than those guys. Uh, I, I've seen Juju kind of slip into that space. so yeah, I think he's in a very good situation playing with the best quarterback of his Ooh. entire career. Uh, any bet against him is just betting against his health,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, he certainly is a guy on my list of like, oh man, maybe I should have a little more Allen Robinson. What about you, Kramer? What do you what are do you doing the end of the uh, six or sorry, end of the fifth? Uh,
1: end of the fifth. Bra- it's Brandon Cooks. We talked about him earlier. He's yeah. talk about disrespected. I'm just or I'm just a sucker because Brandon Cooks. Uh, I will draft. I've been drafting so much of him. The ownership is nearing, I think, twenty eight percent. It's danger levels but I, I love this Texans team. I love the opportunity he has, and you know, we've, we've drummed up reasons why there's like, oh, you know, Nico Collins, fun number two, Brevin Jordan running in the slot, you know, uh, Damian Pierce, he's going to catch a ton. Brandon cooks is clear number one and not many guys going in the fifth round are 30, and also, 25, 30% in, like, in a
0: managed league. No one's writing down. Oh, I got to get Brandon cooks. <laughs> Oh, this year is the breakout year for yeah. Brandon Cooks. It's not a sexy pick. It's it's, it's, It's he's almost up there like a poor man's Keenan Allen. Beautiful. Or you know maybe slightly even below DJ Moore. Maybe better than DJ Moore. But those those three guys in particular to me are just guys that no one's like in love to draft. But also you you know you're gonna have a good season. I mean Brandon Cooks even get it's like concussed all the time and just. Still consistent uh, season long uh, stats. That, I
1: think that's the concern. Is he he has had a couple of those, so you know, he hopes, plays through them. <laughs> I mean, he mm. he's been good with every team quarterback, whatever. He I still want to read the book on why he gets shipped out of town after a year or two, but not the Texans. They want to keep him. So all right. So. Ooh, what was that for? Breaking news: Blake
0: Blake Martinez has been released from the New York Giants.
1: Ooh. We'll scratch that no. from the. <laughs> scratch we, that gave, few.
0: we gave him out as
1: most that, tackles at. That, uh, That's fairly surprising. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. That's a fairly surprise. Like that, why have him hang out all summer? Like <laughs> yeah, get rid I, of him a little sooner. Uh, uh, what do you got next, right? Uh, well, it's Jalen Hurts because at this point, I'm probably beginning of the six. I'm probably grabbing the last of the legs, and as much as I hate to endorse an eagle, he's mm. being disrespected. His floor is tremendously high who knows? Maybe he, maybe he learns how to throw it better. Like you are uh, hypothesizing, but even if he doesn't, you, you tell me they have a good offensive line. I watch the way the dude tries to get first downs with his legs yeah. and we've had him in fantasy before he just 20 points, 20 points. He'll have, there'll be a dud out there where it's like motherfucker. But I I think there's a strong chance. He is the most consistent. I don't think he has the highest ceiling.
0: He's still their goal line back too.
1: not sure if he has the highest ceiling, but especially if you're playing in one of those, those wild and crazy uh, 25 point passing uh, four point passing touchdown leagues. Jalen hurts becomes quite nice because his floor is like eight rushing touchdowns in in my mind. I love his over for the rushing prop too.
0: What about you, Bruni
3: middle of the six, what are we looking at uh, going with a drum? I've been banging all summer. Elijah Mitchell, very on brand for me at this spot here. Uh, someone that, uh, again, I don't know why the public isn't higher on. He finished as RB 26 last year with 11 games played. He's being drafted as RB 24 in those 11 games last year. So he's yeah. essentially being drafted the same ADP finished with only 11 games played. He finished with uh, 980, some odd rushing yards. That was eighth best in the NFL, with six uh, less games played, eleven hundred all-purpose yards in that same amount of time, so hundred all-purpose yards average per game. They just cut Jamichael Hasty and Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon headed over to the Eagles. Actually, uh, saw that before we got on. What? No part. Of I, I don't know Sermon. why. <laughs> I don't know why people aren't higher on him. Uh, but he, his ADP has been, you know, pretty much stalled all summer long. Yeah. Maybe it moves up a little bit more so now. But I think you're getting a great deal uh, in the sixth round, even the fifth round. I would bring him up to. Um, I'm pretty high on him. Um, yeah, my no, and
0: really I, I think Debo's going to run less.
1: Whoa, I mean, obviously right. Trey
0: Lance is going to run more, he, but he's going to pass less. So I think it's going to create more rushing opportunities.
1: He's great if you are like full blown onions and you go receiver, receiver, tight end, receiver, quarterback, mm-hmm. receiver, and you still need a. I, his ceiling is insane. He's he's the starter for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, that means his ceiling is he's a top. You know, he turns out to be second round value, if not first round, if he stays healthy. Yeah. So I have been running back
3: eleven. That's yeah. the highest of uh, anyone Ooh. in the uh, SGPN group. Actually, no, Adam has him at eleven two, but most rankings are you know twenty, twenty two, twenty five, and twenty five. So you know, definitely much higher on him than the public for sure. And to your point, Ryan, I mean, you look at the offense that they've had there the past handful of seasons, like they've had. Nobody's producing at any given time. Jeff Wilson was the leading rusher a couple of seasons ago. So I love the opportunity for him in this offense. That's going to focus on the run. I still think that they are going to protect Trey Lance with a run set up first offense. So a very good situation for Mitchell. He was on pace last year for over 320 touches. That's insane. You
1: can draft
3: oh, my going my in the God. sixth round, it's,
1: it's yeah, not you. depending on how deep your league is, you can draft. You can you can snag one of the other guys at the end of the draft. Uh, it yeah, is yeah, like weird. get TDP oh, on, yeah. at like the
0: very very end just in case.
1: Again, someone's going to produce out of that offense, especially if they are serious about Trey Lance. It's a it's, lot of
3: people <laughs> always get so concerned about the stacking, like they always have to have like the first and the second guy. So you know, like if you're in Minnesota, you would get Cook and Madison, and not Cook and Kenny Niwong you, I like I've I've done this before where you go and get the first and third guy. I like the option for Tyrion Davis Price later in drafts if you get Mitchell Uh, in Dynasty. The best thing to do would probably get to grab Wilson behind Mitchell, but you don't have to just like hunker yourself to that second um, um, lock-in guy, that second stack. You can also go to the third.
0: All right, for me, end of the sixth round. Give me Darnell Mooney. Now, Justin, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's doing the, he's doing the money man's sign, So he's in, I don't know some, some bears fans are pretty cynical, but Darnell Mooney again, he was, I'm looking at
1: it. He was fifth. not Justin. he's in.
0: He was fifth last year in target share at 26.6% with a rookie quarterback. Now you get rid of Allen Robinson. You get him a yeah. uh, second year connection with Justin Fields, who clearly likes him as a target. His A dot is 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 average Ooh. depth of target was much higher Look at than shot. I had thought. No, I in my head it's like oh he does some deep balls, but I his average depth of target's like eleven something. Um, I I really like Darnell Mooney, and he's one of the Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields, Cole Komet. Those are like some things that actually bring some consistency, and you see the connection between them. I'm I I'm not crazy here, right, Justin?
3: Uh, no, absolutely. I think Darnell Mooney is going to have a similar volume to last year. He had around 140 targets. The issue was rookie quarterback, bad offense, bad coaching. You only got 80 catches out of that. So I expect the volume to be similar, efficiency to go up, and that's yeah. going to propel him to wide receiver two range. The only downside with him is touchdowns, right? Like I don't th- I think we expect him to exceed eight receiving touchdowns. I feel like th- you're going to get like those random guys like Ebner in there, maybe some Khalil Velas Herbert in the Jones. red zone. Random tight end, you know stuff like that. I know Jesper hortstead has (laughs) gone. They're gonna be a fun.
0: Jesper was not on my uh, notes there. Or what was his name?
1: Bears are gonna be a fun first touchdown team.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh Uh, yeah,
1: lots of money there.
0: Seventh round pick. We didn't talk about AJ Brown. Got to talk about Devonta Smith, who has had a. There was a little groin thing early on. He overcame it immediately, and has just had a dominant performance in camp and it is really strong. And he's going to be facing number two uh, cornerbacks the entire season. And the more we go through the preseason, the more I realize the Eagles are going to be passing a lot more than they did previously. So I think he can get his similar target share slightly increased and increased efficiency. Cause it's again, second year with uh, Hertz as a starter, his second year in the NFL. And the talent is there. I mean, if you watch that dude run routes, he just gets open and he is going to be a handful for second receivers. Or sorry, yeah, second cornerbacks.
1: It. I mean, yeah, Gettleman really wanted him. So I don't know how good he'll
0: be. That's probably a, that's that's the biggest like thing that. you can say negative
3: about like him.
1: That, what do
0: you got? Bruni, what about you? Middle of the seventh.
3: Uh, another disrespected ADP value, oh. Alan Lazard mm. being drafted as wide receiver 40. He played about half of a season total last year of like, you know, snaps included. he, he was finished as wide receiver 47. He has a complete wide open door now to more volume and more touches. Uh, I think we are all high on Aaron Jones here, but there still has to be a receiver that leads that group with receptions and targets. And you have over 200 vacated targets between uh, Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Stantling. I feel like there's a huge window for him to, you know, have what I would consider like a Hunter Renfro level season from last year. Hunter yeah. Renfro finished right around a thousand receiving yards, right around hundred catches close to double digit touchdowns. If he didn't hit. I, th- I think he had like nine or ten. I'm not sure, but you know, people ask me like what I expect out of him this year, and I would say, you know, if Hunter Renfro can do what he did with Derek Carr, why can't Alan Lazard do what he's going to do this year with uh, with Aaron Rodgers? It's a it's a very good situation and seventh round value can't hate on it.
0: Yeah, that is uh, all great points, and and obviously we've already seen the petty Rodgers uh, come out against his uh, against his rookie receivers. Bold
1: prediction: Alan Lazard is the dude that everyone drafts in your draft and stands up and proclaims themselves the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Did you know oh, he's man. wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers? That that's gonna be the official home league smart guy draft, right? But yeah, yeah, I can I, see I, that. You can see your dad being like, hey.
0: no, my dad's never played <laughs> fantasy football and has no idea with Alan Lazard, who Alan Lazard is.
1: Yeah, metaphorical
3: dad.
0: okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. Someone's
3: right, gonna I'll, sneak him the tip. Yeah, <laughs> I love like those drafts where we're just like This guy's starting. This guy's. This guy's. This guy's hurt. I love those drafts.
1: You got. Yeah, you know that. You guys know uh, Lazard's on the Packers now. (laughs) I love love when you hear something like that. Uh, Quick aside, Sean. I was uh, at last year uh, FFPc out in Vegas. We sat down. uh, We're about to do a. I want to say it was a fifteen hundred, maybe a two thousand dollar best ball draft. and we're about to start, and the guy at this table, he's got his laptop top out. And he's like, "So are you guys gonna be uh, updating the picks so I can see it on the screen here?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> this is an analog draft. Like everything's we're written we're pen and paper." Uh, and the weird. guy's like, oh, "Okay," gets to his pick, like pick six. Had no idea who to draft. Was completely <laughs> flustered. <laughs> Well, almost got into a fight. That's why right. you got to get the uh, SGPN uh, <laughs> draft kit. He should I, have had his uh, SGPN rankings up. It was a t- it was a no 15, paywall. Fifteen hundred, yeah, no exactly. paywall, and it was fifteen hundred dollar uh, fucking league. get, Be prepared, Jesus. Yeah, All that's right. insane. Coming to the end of the, the seventh round, I, I mixed this up a little bit. Some late swaps because I realized I was giving too much love to the Eagles, uh, and I I noticed that Sean cut some picks at the end of the draft. So now I got to talk about it. Now, give me Juju. Uh, I am more and more buying into the idea yeah. that they're going to come gonna. out and Kelsey's going to be running some fun vertical shit with MVS. And we're going to see Juju just working the middle of the field. Like he does so well, it's going to be, it's going to be part of what aids the running game yep. for the chiefs. And so I love, I do think he probably has a limited ceiling, but the, the weird, I think about it. Patrick Mahomes loves underhand passes. Andy Reed loves underhand pant passes. And Juju Smith Schuster is a dog that's willing to operate in the area of the field with scary linebackers. I love for him to score some random (laughs) gimmicky touchdowns. So I I don't think his ceiling game to game is all that high, but I do like him being on a, he's your
0: flex guy,
1: hilariously productive offense. That's once again, maybe not a high A dot guy, but he's been playing with Big Ben. I don't hear a yeah, lot of no people one, mentioning that it's maybe no one's a Big high ben. A dot with Ben Roethlisberger. And then swinging around, again, made a little bit of a late swap here because I had to talk about my guy, former our gal from San yeah. Diego State, comically late. Come on, give me Rashad Penny here. You know, Pete Carroll's going to want to run the Rock, especially with those quarterbacks. And you know, you know, some Ken Walker. I'd be worried, like Pete Carroll. I'm not drafting. Him. I'd be worried with the the, the core well, muscle issue. We a hernia, should, a rookie with a hernia should ask the the doc no, about that. But uh, so anyway, I'm all it in on um, Rashad Penny. Fingers crossed, he can stay healthy. He is my second running back at this point, if you don't count Jalen Hurt. So I will be working the waiver wire on this team, but love that.
0: Enjoy one. your attempt
1: to dig there, thanks. Ryan.
0: Well, uh, Bruni, um, what about you? Is, is the is the other guy besides Kelsey going to be Juju?
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm all in with Juju. I, and realistically, it's not just from like, Oh, you know, situational stuff, because I feel like everybody can kind of fit those molds, right? Like Juju can get a higher A dot MVS could be the underneath guy or same thing for like Cole or Nicole Hardman. Right. I feel like all of these guys are going to get their opportunities because there is no trust whatsoever with the running backs right now. I think it was, it was the preseason game before the Packers. I'm not I'm, I'm having trouble remembering their opponent, the chiefs, but they couldn't run the ball at all. They were passing. Like, I think Patrick Mahomes had like 19 or 20 (laughs) passing attempts in the first half of a preseason game. It is losing my mind. Yeah. They're they're (laughs) just passing the ball like all day. And I feel like that could be an an issue that they run into frequently with just the lack of depth and stability that they have at the running back position. Dare I say they make even a last uh, ditch effort to grab another guy you know, yeah. from whether it's like a Marlin Mack type or whatever, somebody that's available because they're not really getting anything from anybody. I know p- some people are high on Pacheco. I'm a Rojo guy. I uh, also been taking stabs at Jerick McKinnon, but when he got two cooks in the kitchen, you got none, right? So yeah. I feel like Juju and I these like other that. receivers, especially Kelsey will benefit
0: from that theme. Yeah. I, I think, don't, I don't want any KC running back. Honestly, I,
1: I feel like by week four, Pre Rojo. We'll, Yeah, (laughs) I feel like we'll be back to a pretty easy, narrow target distribution with three guys by week four with this Kansas City Mm -hmm. offense. That's my, that's my bold prediction. All right, who where Uh, we at? We're Bruni, middle of the eighth.
3: Joe Burrow, another steal for me in this one. Joe Burrow going in the eighth round in single QB is just it's that's criminal. He is my fourth highest uh, quarterback rated. He's going as number eight. I I don't know. I mean. I feel like Joe burrow could go out and have a season this year where we're talking like, you know, Peyton Manning, uh, Peyton Manning level numbers where he has the potential to throw for 5,000 yards. He has the potential to throw for 45 plus touchdowns. He has a great offense. He has a better offensive line. He has a great running back behind him, Joe and Joe connection. It's going to be hard to load the box up against these guys. And I know that they are coming off a great super bowl appearance, but I don't see this team as like a world beater still like their defense is not amazing to me outside of their, their front rushing group. So I feel like they're going to be in a lot of competitive games. They're not just like a home run to go, you know, 11 and six this year. I feel like, you know, they're just as close to the top at number one in their division as they are as close to number three. I feel like it's going to be very competitive. So I see the Bengals and Joe burrow, uh, benefiting benefiting from a lot of positive games, uh, game script, offensively, excuse me.
1: I would say that. will. that's the one area I would expect. want the redraft to be a little different, especially with the home leagues is the quarterbacks everywhere, like underdog, anywhere that, that is again, any, anywhere that's been doing it for a while. It feels like the runners are, are clear to the top because okay. It makes sense. Even, even with the super flex, right? If you can run, you're valuable. Whereas I think again, when you're, when you're drafting with your neighbor, you might not know that I fully expect. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow is a good example. Cause I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, all of these guys exist and Joe Burrow's ADP is eighth round Sean. That's, yeah. I mean, again, if you don't like the runners good year for you, because you can, I just drafted in FFPC main event, Aaron Rodgers, 13th round as a backup. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and especially in some of these home leagues where you have six-point passing touchdowns, it's you it's do. Really,
1: especially yeah. if you play at Yahoo, you probably do. It might so. be the default. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: uh, for me, end of the eighth round, Damian Pierce. I mean, Ooh. we've been in early and often on him. Uh, Marlon Mack getting cut just kind of confirms it. I wouldn't even be surprised if you know he takes over the third down uh, work out of the backfield
1: as well. We're like, so high on the Texans. It's great.
0: Well and, and again, like I, love I, it. I, I think love it. did you watch like the the style he of play? Good. He he could be Najee Harris in that um I, I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Pierce has three hundred touches in this season. So for me, Ryan, oh, wow. I think for our high stakes ETH league we take Christian McCaffrey, we take all the receivers we like, and we get Damian Pierce and we're, we're in a great all right, but spot. We'll have two picks back do, to back. Do you guys we, know
3: who the last rookie running back
1: that Lovey Smith coached the last rookie when he, oh, when the rookie came in. I I know this and it's, we're going to love the answer. It's Matt Forte.
3: And that season, Matt Forte had nearly 400 touches. It was oh, ridiculous. It was like I mean, oh. just carry, watching the preseason, catches.
2: all
0: they're going to do is pound the rock with Damian Pierce and then play action. You have Davis mills who Davis Mills can thrive running play action. And you get a bunch of dogs on the defense flying around. And then you're cashing us 30 to one to win the AFC South. Let's go Texans. Uh, My ninth round pick in the early end. I'm, I'm normally not a new England running back guy at all, but things are kind of shaking out that really have sold me on Ramondre Stevenson um, just because they, it, you know it, it just seems like it's setting up for him to have a big year and they talk about now with the offense they're not going to have a James White role they're going to maybe just you know uh switch series um for Ramondre so uh, yeah I'm all in on Ramondre Stevenson
1: nice yeah, I mean, I think I'm I picking like him I, over.
3: I think he'll actually go earlier than the ninth round, though. I think that the hype is kind of building up right now, so getting him in the ninth would be a good deal for me.
0: Yeah, I was just going off the ADP, and he was still uh, in the hundreds. I
3: think again,
1: so. I was uh, I have a but draft. you're right. He he's been getting late heat. So I have a draft coming up, and it you got. I mean, again, if you're drafting on ESPN or Yahoo, the ADP is out of control, wild <laughs> compared to underdog or sleeper, mm-hmm. and so. I 100% recommend you do that thing where you're like, hmm, who do I really like that they don't really like? Because there's some really, I mean, these types of running backs are the kind that it's like. Hopefully, you're drafting sooner than later, because Damian Pierce, he's probably in the same bucket as Alan Lazard. As like some smart guy is going to be like, yeah, Damian (laughs) Pierce, championship. Uh, All right, middle round,
3: nine. I've got uh, I've got Kareem Hunt in the middle of the ninth. I think he's going to be a very good value this year, especially early on when you're looking at the first eleven games. With is uh, it Dobbs or uh, Jacoby Brissett? Not really sure how that's going to last out there. If Brissett will just be the guy for the whole eleven games, or if he'll get pulled. Lean into the run game. Give me some Nick Chubb. Give me some Kareem Hunt. They feel like the safest floors on that ro- uh, on that roster right now. I don't trust any of the receivers. I have some shares of Ninjoku, but he's not starting week one for me in any fantasy leagues. He's going to be on the bench. It's not like he's a high profile tight end by any means Kareem hunt and Nick Chubb. Those are guys. I feel like every one of us will be safe to start week one, moving forward with the Browns until we get more details and more information on how to react to quarterback play.
1: Kareem, We're a Kareem hunt podcast. I mean, we're a Kareem hunt on the field podcast yes to he, clarify he uh i mean he just he when he's healthy he produces points and, and he and scores there's still, touchdowns th- there's
0: still a chance he gets traded and finds a better spot even um mm. it seems like I, they're going to keep him
1: but I, I, I at this point i'm almost happy he's st- well
0: and, and to that yeah, point too like they don't have no benefit a budget
1: for the browns to keep him right now with the way that
3: uh, the passing game is looking like they they yeah. need that extra bit of ammo
0: they need the yeah. triple they can't, option you're right they can't be <laughs> trading away uh, and targets like Kareem Hunt, they don't. Especially if you're, I mean, it, you know, especially Jacoby Brissett. I mean, a, an easy completion to Kareem Hunt. That's what the guy needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kramer, what about you? End of the night
1: All right, let's swing it around. F- I assume we're finishing with ten here. Yeah, we'll okay. do ten. So uh, again, RB one in New York for the Jets. Jets. Michael Carter. What am I doing here? I'm fading the rookie. Brees Hall, yeah. I gave you some an under on him uh, out in the betting Your market. Mike, <laughs> well, Mike, Michael Carter, it, again in this, the, he's my third guy. I'm grabbing him because I think he's going to have some value early in the season. It might go away, so I might again looking at the waiver wire to get him replaced at some point. But he was productive last year. He was very productive, and I, I too often we just assume someone's going to walk into a bell cow role, and I, I just. Nothing that's being reported out in New York suggests that this is anything more than 50-50. Michael Carter is still a guy who's going to be part of the offense. So, I'll start with that bullet and I'll swing around Kadarius Tony. He's uh he's walking there practicing. Uh, wait, Uh-oh. is he is he healthy Ryan? M- Kadarius He's good Tony. for week 1. He's good to go. Okay. We go. They need a receiver. They have I zero. I can't wait to watch this goddamn Giants <laughs> team. Kadarius Tony is going to be so electric. The one gift that Dave Gettleman left us with. Fabulous pick here, tenth round. Amazing
0: fabulous. rapper, Young Joka. huh we got to get some Young Joka and play it, not, the, uh, play it on the. It's not great. on the. I'm
1: not. It's not the kind of music that would get me hyped. <laughs> I'm a. I'm an, a boomer though.
0: So what a, What about you, Bruni? Middle of the tenth. Where? What are you looking to hit?
3: Uh, Jarvis Landry, a very reliable receiver uh, down in new Orleans. Obviously we've heard some more of the accelerated stuff on Michael Thomas, not sounding very good right now. No. So that opens a door for a and Landry. Uh, Landry is going to be on the field more so just because of his experience, a much better blocker. I think he's going to be able to adapt to the play calling a lot more quickly. Um, so I feel like he's a guy that's just going to constantly be on the field for the saints. Getting him in round 10 feels like a pretty good value to me. I think you still can get him later, though. There are people that are lower yeah. on him. There's a lot of Alave love, and that love is kind of pushing Jarvis down the board. I'm with it. I'm good.
1: Well, it's because the nerd. He doesn't have the A dot that the nerds like. He he's just one of those well, low. Alave like, has
3: no he's, he's yeah, A dot. Exactly. He's a rookie. <laughs> exactly.
1: Guy. No, but I mean J- Landry's the kind of guy too. If you he's against the stability, which in in some some might say is the point of the game, but maybe doesn't have the high ceiling. But again, when you're playing the redraft, you're not necessarily needing the ceiling. Cause you're only playing against one person.
0: Yeah. 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 No. And uh, again, Landry, reliable target.
1: And I I could see James. This, this is the kind of guy we needed Bruni to come on and remind us of some of the reliable people that were. We we're, don't
0: never not everything has to be a moonshot.
1: Moonshot best ball guy, best ball bros. It's over a good, safe floor.
0: Yeah, it's a good reality. For you're your only yeah you're only beating eleven other guys, uh, some of which probably don't even know fantasy. No, one at a time. Last, Jarvis will
3: throw at least one touchdown this but, year. That's dude. also true.
0: <laughs> guys got an Does arm it every
3: year.
0: It, it's going to be him and uh, Taysom Hill battling it out for non QB touchdowns. Uh, It'll, the, the throw will
3: be to taste
0: Now uh, There you go. He's yeah. again, taste some hell first touchdown bet. Look out. I love it. Uh, last pick in the, uh, in the, in the 10th round, give me George Pickens. I, I just, he's just, you know, at the That's end of the best day, ball
1: bro pick right there. Nice.
0: No, but at the end of the day, I want to have fun watching fantasy football. And that guy just, that guy's a fun right. receiver to watch. And I would compare him. You know, Tomlin, isn't scared to play rookies who can produce. Juju Smith Schuster, his first year as a rookie, f- 58 catches, seven touchdowns. Now, he had Antonio Brown aside from <laughs> him, but they have Deontay Johnson. Yeah. They have Chase Claypool. They have Pat Fryermuth. I think it's going to create a lot of good opportunities for George Pickens. By all accounts. He's going he's to be out there
1: for the majority of the snaps. By all accounts, he's running in the two wide receiver sets. So. Yeah.
0: I think he may even, yeah, to your point, he may
1: even be beating out Claypool's in the slot.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think he may even yeah if he's out there for two wide receiver sets that means he's not going to be coming off the field that much I yeah. I like the upside on George Pickens in the tenth round I mean he's he's definitely on my list. This for sure. is just
1: a troll job for the former Bear Mitchell Trubisky right?
0: <laughs> no, if you're a Mitchell Trubisky, I mean again he makes Mitchell Trubisky look great. I mean he's just snagging all different kinds of balls so. Uh, He's a, good there.
1: And That's a drop. Snagging <laughs> all different kinds of
0: Anyone, balls. anyone, Bef, Bruni, before we go, anyone else? I, I know you had JD McKissick farther down your list. Oh, love him. I love that, especially, unfortunately, cool. with the Brian Robinson stuff. But they brought in JD McKissick. They went out of their way to re sign him and mm-hmm. pay him because mm-hmm. they know he can catch balls. But your thoughts on JD McKissick and anyone else you want to tag before we close things out?
3: Uh, Yeah. McKissick just going to have another guy, just very safe floor, very reliable. They uh, had the option to let him walk and save a fair amount of money. Right? So him coming back, um, paying him on the, uh, the RFA offer from the bills, it just signifies like, Hey, he's going to have a role. Like even when Robinson was healthy, I was still grabbing McKissick at this ADP or maybe even a little bit deeper uh, just because I felt like when they're in those long situations, when, when Wentz puts them in trouble, McKissick's mm-hmm. probably going to clean up a little bit of those garbage time touches, you know, um, whereas Brian Robinson and uh, Antonio Damn. Gibson would still kind of get more early down work. So I like McKissick's role there to just kind of just be a, a favorable target to Wentz. Um, the only other guys that were listed, uh, Sean, I really want to hear your, your take on Justin Fields. Cause I, oh, I've love heard it before. I, I watched the, the SGPN TV. TV. Yes. You guys Let's are talking go.
0: top top
3: fantasy quarterbacks. And man, your your Fields <laughs> talk had me going.
0: He, he's he's going. He's he's a guy who, again, Trey Lance never played in big spots. Just uh, you know, Justin Fields has. He has the ability to run. So y- you have a struggling offensive line. How do you help them out with a scrambling, mobile quarterback like Justin Fields? The comet connection is legit. Like he's checking so many of the boxes. He's a guy who flashed enough. Year one with a couple like special plays. Go back and watch what he did in that Monday night game. Now that was a crazy game, but still he had some professional high level throws. Uh, You throw against the Steelers, yeah, against the Steelers uh, that that Monday night game. He he just has a shit ton of potential, and I think the rushing floor keeps him super interesting for fantasy. I mean, you might not even need him in a in a twelve team league. But if he's if you just ghost quarterback and you want to take a shot at Justin Fields, you could do much worse in my mind. I think the Russians gonna be there. And again, not no Matt Nagy offense and the Cole Komet connection with with Darnell Mooney, who, like I mentioned, the A dot, like the guy is a is a legit receiver. He's getting no love.
1: Uh just adding no, I, to the I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, just adding to the JD McKissick uh party. I think he's also a tremendous guy to grab in a zero RB build because you can start in week one and you know you're gonna get something from him. Uh, both him and Naheem Hines are going like late enough to where you can you could probably grab both in the nine ten both are fun, yeah. Nine ten, ten eleven. And again, you're you're grabbing a guy that has a pretty established workload who again, they're disrespected because they're never going to be a bell cow guy, but how many times, I mean, Naheem Hines has definitely won me some money in DFS. Pretty sure McKissick won you some money in DFS. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's roll. All right.
0: Bruni. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, make sure you check him out on the SGPN fantasy football podcast. You can download that uh, wherever you get awesome podcasts and then follow them out. Uh, follow, check him out on Twitter at T I T T H J B. That is short for his other show. To the Hizzy. Or sorry, take it to the Hizzy, uh, Justin Bruni. Uh Bruni, appreciate your time, man. And again, check out all the uh articles, Please. podcasts, draft kit. We got a ton of stuff completely free.
1: Fantasy Hop in our Discord. Feed.
0: The the YouTube chat was fired up. Take it, take it to the Discord, <laughs> baby. Love a good debate talking fantasy football. Sean.
1: Yes. We need uh I'm seeing that we need some SGPN uh, headband. Oh gone. yeah,
0: we—that's already in the works. I, okay.
1: I would appreciate that. My hair goes very fast.
0: Stay tuned. The <laughs> you, SGPN I, headband is coming.
1: I, I hate. I mean, I you know I like to compliment. Uh, other men all the time, but <laughs> I've never seen a man wear a headband so smooth. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh you, man, thanks for a white guy. Come on, I mean this is backup too. This is oh my, my goodness. That, maybe it's just the. Hair. I was all worried. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just the hair. You're you're well, just entranced by show. the amazing.
0: No, <laughs> we are not pro hair here. Sorry, Justin. I mean, i,
1: I me Darn. voluntarily. Just <laughs> I'll go get rather. a haircut here soon. <laughs> there you go. Company policy. <laughs> How dare you come on this fucking show <laughs> this with The Yankees. <laughs> yeah, cut
0: that hair. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean. Second the Muddy Green. He's Ryan. I'm
1: ready for my draft, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.